Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode of JTCast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I'm your host, Luke Donovan. This month, we'll discuss two articles over two short episodes from the recent issue of the Journal of Athletic Training. The first episode will discuss life-saving medications used by athletic trainers. For the second episode, we will go through an evidence-based approach to treating patients with patellar tendinopathy. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JAT website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers, thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. The title of the first article is, Use of Life-Saving Medications by Athletic Trainers, authored by Dr. Mark Hoffman and colleagues from Oregon State University and Slocum Center for Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Let's survey the scene. Given that athletic trainers are often the first healthcare provider to evaluate and initiate a treatment plan for a patient, emergency care is a fundamental component of athletic trainers' training and skill set. In many instances, athletic trainers may already be present on the scene when an emergent situation arises. And when considering that many non-traumatic conditions such as asthma, diabetes, and allergic reactions can escalate quickly, administering life-saving medications prior to the arrival of EMS personnel drastically increases the likelihood of an optimal outcome. The delivery of emergency medications has been part of an athletic trainer's skill set since the inception of the profession. However, as the work settings continue to expand beyond working primarily with adolescent and young adult athletes, so do the most common types of emergency conditions that an athletic trainer may encounter. As such, the 2020 Commission on Accreditation of Athletic Training Education Curricular Standards set forth updated skills that professional athletic training education programs must teach athletic training students. These current standards were developed to better align with updated best practices for treating emergency ailments and our growing employment settings. As such, the standards now identify seven emergency medications that athletic trainers' students are required to be taught, whereas the previous standards only include three life-saving medications, which were oxygen, meter-dosed inhaler, and auto-injectable epinephrine. Considering that these standards have only been implemented into athletic training education programs over the past few years, many practicing athletic trainers may not have the knowledge, comfort, or proficiency with administering these medications. Therefore, the purpose of this current clinical concept article is to describe these life-saving medications. Despite being trained to do so, prior to administering any of these medications into clinical practice, Athletic trainers must first consult their state's laws and regulations, their employer's policies and procedures, and their directing physician's orders. In addition, athletic trainers should always obtain a complete patient history, including allergies, and check the list of the six rights of safe medication administration. These rights are right person, right medication, right dose, right time, right route, and right documentation. Let's briefly describe the seven medications organized by their clinical application, cardiac, respiratory, hypoglycemia, and anaphylaxis. Starting with cardiac-related emergencies, 325 milligrams or 481 milligram chewable tablets of non-prescription aspirin can be administered to patients who are experiencing unstable angina, acute myocardial infarction, acute coronary syndrome, or non-traumatic chest pain. 
Another cardiac-related medication is nitroglycerin. Athletic trainers may administer nitroglycerin to patients who have a prescription for the medication that are experiencing acute angina pectoralis. The medication comes in either a sublingual spray or sublingual tablet. For respiratory emergencies, the life-saving medications are buterol, emergency oxygen, and naloxone. Albuterol is indicated for shortness of breath or difficulty breathing due to bronchoconstriction, such as experienced during an asthma attack. Albuterol can be administered using a meter dose inhaler or nebulizer. Next, emergency oxygen can be delivered at a flow rate of up to 15 liters per minute using a non-rebreather mask when patients acutely ill that display oxygen saturation levels outside the target range of 94 to 98%. Some illnesses that may warrant emergency oxygen are acute spleen rupture, traumatic or spontaneous pneumothorax, asthma attack, exertional sickling, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, or respiratory distress or arrest. The remaining respiratory emergency medication is naloxone which can be used for known or suspected opioid overdose and can be delivered either nasally or through an injection. In most instances, the medication is pre-filled. For hypoglycemia, oral glucose gel or glucagon may be administered. In the instance where a patient displays a blood glucose level below 60 mg per deciliter and can follow simple instructions and effectively swallow, athletic trainers may deliver oral glucose gel of 15 to 20 grams of carbohydrates. In the event that a patient is experiencing hypoglycemia and is unable to swallow, then an athletic trainer can inject glucagon. In summary, the latest KD standards now include the administration of additional life-saving medications. However, prior to delivering any of these medications, athletic trainers must be trained to administer the medications, demonstrate competency in administering the medication, have the legal authority based on the state's laws and rules to perform the skill, and obtain approval based on their employer's policies and procedures and the directing um, orders from their physician. In addition to reviewing this article that provides information pertaining to the indications, contraindications, precautions, dosage, and delivery routes of each of these emergency medications, I encourage athletic trainers to pair this information with the corresponding NATA position statements of these common emergency ailments to ensure best practices are followed leading up and after delivery of these medications. Well, that's it for today's JTCast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for our next JAT episode.